Need help dealing with anxiety or maintaining focus? Having trouble expressing yourself confidently and may not know why? Well, introducing The Weak Black Woman by Nadia Honeywest Hunter, a behavioral therapist with an emphasis in socio-psychological behavior of African Americans that is redefining therapy for the culture. To learn more or set a booking with simple and affordable plans, go to www.theweakblackwoman.gmail.com or check out their Instagram at theweakblackwoman, a proud partner of Ministries by PG. Hey, MPG family, PG here, and we're back by popular demand. God's demand. And that's pretty popular to me. It's been a long time, but I'm honored for you to hear our newest episode available on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Follow and subscribe to be notified every week of our latest intentional conversation, where we pray that every moment of revelation is a moment of transformation. In Jesus' name, amen. So, PG, tell us about Bedwetter. Yes, yes. Uh, the title is called Bedwetter. So that's the title of this episode. No, that was not my nickname. But indeed, when I was younger, such was my reality. <laughs> you know, it's my story and I'm, I'm sticking to it. You feel me? I'm sticking to it. But nevertheless, there's a specific experience, right? A specific one that I want to share with you. This happened more than once. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You go ahead. Monflay. Anyway, you know, all right. From kindergarten to third grade, I attended Deer Creek Christian School, which has to be hands down, like where my best childhood memories and my favorite moments have to come from. Hands down. I mean, my home, Deer Creek, a healthy dose of Bible man, veggie tales, smile of a child, TBN network. If y'all listening, y'all knew what you were doing. You had it down for me with the Christian cartoons. I appreciate you and I love you. You know, you got my support. You feel me? It's all that and church, <laughs> though the church I attended at the time, all these people, places and things taught me that God loves me and what I and will all of us mean to him. And nevertheless, like I said, I digress back to my original thought. <laughs> I attended DCTS, go Lions, roar. <laughs> and, this, and school started for me around 830 in the morning. However, I live in a Haitian household. And if you know anything about the culture, <laughs> we don't play about our education. You feel me? It's part of our three L's. You know, come on now, say with me. L'école, l'église, l'acai. School, church, home. Nothing to play with. Nothing to play with. So I lived about 30 minutes from the school. I was up around 6.15. Your choice? My choice. Not even. My parents would open the door, flip the light on. Live it, live it, live it, live it. Wake up, wake up. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We're late for school. It's almost nine. I'd be like, almost nine? We're in a different state. <gasps> no, 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 no. Please, please, please. I never said that. I never said that. I, mom, mom, I never said that. I never said that. I would never say that. I said it in my spirit, not out loud. She'd make me walk to school if I said something like that with her driving behind me, telling me to fix my face. And y'all know what it is, please. You see, but this is why she woke us up so early. You see, she, she woke us up that early because that was, and well, she was the first alarm. No, she was our first alarm clock. And you see, she would wake us up, uh, my brother and I, my sister, all of us, you know, she'd wake us up. We would take over our parents' bed because, you know, my father would be getting ready for work. And my mom, she would go pray at 630. So you feel me? The Tempur-Pedic 
was free game. You feel me? The sleep number had my number. You feel what I'm saying? It was up for game for anybody. You know, so I wake up, go to their room, climb in their bed. You know, this was Chicago, so it's a little a little cold outside, which makes it a little nippy inside. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But let me put it in a picture for you. You know, it's a moment in bed when you're rubbing your two feet together under the covers, about to have the most beautiful sleep of your life. And, I mean, if you know, you know. Come on now. Don't leave me hanging. You feel me? If you know, you feel me? Don't leave me hanging. You feel me? And, boy, this one, I fell into a deep sleep. And in this dream, you know, that I'm having, I'm having a dream of my life. But that demon of a dream, the toilet, pulls up in my dream. And like anyone who plays hide and seek or you're trying to scare somebody and you hide behind a door and once you start hiding, then you got to use the bathroom. Yeah. Why does that happen? I don't know. But that's what happened. And like what you do, I went to the restroom. Like the title of the episode, I wet the bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hold on now. Hold on now. So I'm preoccupied with my dream. I didn't know my brother was in the bed too. And my brother is smaller than me, so he doesn't take up as much space as I do. And this is a fairly large bed, so he's in his own little world. And I guess in his own world, he was hot. And of course, all of us at a young age, or still do, you know what it, you know when you're hot and you're in a bed, you don't take off the cover, right? Simply, you put your foot out, but you don't let it hang off the bed, or you'll get grabbed by the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> And these ain't my rules. You feel me? Disney Channel, 1999. Don't look under the bed. They said it first. Great movie, but very scary. You heard it first, but you ain't hear it from me. <laughs> so that's what he does. But to his surprise, he finds a wet spot and is relieved. So he starts rubbing his feet in it. Ew. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And without ever asking, why is there a wet spot in the middle of the bed? And of course, you can imagine after him coming to his senses, and my mom in her second alarm phase, post prayer, finds her bed to be, well, with urine in it. Um, that night, oh, that morning, everybody was upset at me. However, all this is to say, with this experience, other than not drinking too much before going to bed, there's much to discover and address that I think can help change our perspective about life, uh, which I hope to do after the break. Hey, MPG family, PG here. I hope you're enjoying our intentional conversation. I'm super excited and honored for you to be a part of the journey and can't wait to see what God has in store for the future. Stay up to date with everything MPG by checking out our new website at www.finishesbypg.com, subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Instagram and TikTok, all under the same handle at ministriesbypg. Ministries by PG is a viewer-funded 501c3 tax-exempt nonprofit organization that prioritizes the longevity of the gospel with an emphasis in the livelihood of humanity. A percentage of all proceeds are redistributed back into the community as forms of service from and through your financial giving and support. Each donation is not only supporting the growth of MPG, but also your community. With your contribution, we are able to achieve our goal of providing food and shelter for the homeless and provide assistance to struggling families. To learn more on how to donate or to join our monthly donor program, 
please visit us at www.ministriesbypg.com or email us at ministriesbypg at gmail.com or give us a call at 904-207-0970. Again, that's 904-207-0970. Thank you. And let's get back to the conversation. So we're back, and PG, you were about to share with us some revelations you had from using the bathroom in your parents' bed. You had to say it like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, let's just get on. Yes, so indeed, for the basis of this conversation, of course, everyone has their own definition of what a dream may be, but for this one, let's call my dream in this conversation an illusion. My dream, or illusion, seems so real that it made me believe where I was at the place I was at was indeed for me. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was my peace. It was my relief. It was for my betterment, right? This place I was in, this dream or illusion was for my peace, my relief, and for my betterment. Everything around it had such a familiarity, a commonality, that it made me assume that I was indeed where I was at. That not only am I in a space of physical security, but an emotional one as well. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what seems to be a reoccurrence for many of us is that we all at one point or another believe the properties of an illusion, right? It could have been, you know, whether because he smelled good ah. or because she had a nice smile or because they said they loved you or they were looking out for you, right? They said they had your best interest in mind. At some point or another, we sat and believed our illusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, what really stood out to me was the reality it made me forget where I had come from. <laughs> listen now, listen, listen, listen. I did not just end up here in this bathroom per se. Maybe if I had remembered that I woke up, did my routine, which is intriguing that not even my routine, my daily practices kept me from falling into this illusion, right? But nevertheless, I didn't just end up here in the bathroom, you know, maybe my, you know, if I had remembered that I woke up, if I had remembered where I came from, what took place, the steps I took before I had approached where I was at, maybe if I remember where I had come from, maybe if I could have reminded myself on the logistical steps that were taken, I would have uncovered the truth that indeed this place I am at that seemed for me is not. Mm-hmm. 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 But that's wishful thinking. Because now, I'm already, well, you know, waiting in the bed and falling into my mistake. And so now I, I would have to ask, why? Why did I believe the illusion? Why did I believe that I was stuck uh, where I was at? Why could I not, or rather, why didn't I remember where I had come from? That all that was in front of me was not it. You know, Discover Magazine has an article titled Wrong by Design, why Our Brains Are Fooled by Illusions by Dr. Bo Lodo, founder of Lab of Misfits. And he theorizes that the reason humans are vulnerable to optical illusions is that we are not really responding to physical properties of the object that we are looking at. Rather, we see things based on what other things similar to the current image have typically turned out to be in the past. My question for you and everyone is, what illusions are you believing right now? What illusion have you placed yourself in that you have no business being in? Well, PG, if I may ask, what about your brother? You think he had an illusion too? <laughs> it's, it's funny you said that. You see, I don't know if my brother had an illusion or a dream. 
I couldn't tell you that, to be honest, honestly. But however, what I can say is that my brother believed that his first answer was his best answer. And trying to solve his situation of being hot, he answered it with bathing himself in urine. Okay, well, PG, but he was sleeping. You know, he doesn't know any better. You know, he, would, he was sleeping. No, I agree. I agree, indeed. Many of us are sleepy. And many of us are tired. And in looking for relief, we will make decisions that may not be for our best. You see, surface level thinking occurs when you process information quickly and act on it without stopping to take a deep dive and letting your brain chew right on the information. This is what I call surface problems versus underlying problems, or what best-selling author of Selling to Serve and Untapped calls surface problems versus core problems. He writes, and I agree, you know that surface problems are always there, showing up every day, attracting your attention. Core problems are hidden, and unless they're revealed to you, will remain unfixed. Surface problems seem easier to solve. So people offer us cool-sounding, quick-fix solutions, but they're only ever temporary at best. Core problems, you know, require work and mindset changes and difficult conversations. Solutions are not cool, and the fix isn't quick, but they do last. And once you fix the core problems, the surface problems start to disappear. So what does this mean spiritually? In cognitive psychology, we learn that when making a decision, we form opinions and choose actions via mental processes, which are influenced by biases, reasons, emotions, and memories. The simple act of deciding supports the notion that we have free will. We weigh the benefits and costs of our choice, and then we cope with our consequence. God gives us the gift of free will so that we can make decisions and choose to love him, which means we also have to make these earthly decisions. He doesn't leave us unequipped, and we can ask him for guidance and wisdom for these choices. King Solomon writes in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And Paul writes, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. The question now to you, the listener, is what's your next decision? And I challenge you, are you willing to trust God with it too? Maybe you've listened to the illusion that you are forgotten, that you are no more than your mistakes, your regrets, and your trials. These illusions stop you from stepping to faith, being the conqueror God has created you to be. The enemy has caused you to see your life as no more than a cycle of depression, anxiety, loneliness, and hopelessness. But you are so much more than that, and your livelihood is so much more than that. You know, I said it before and I'll say it again, God hates sin, but he died for a sinner, which means to him you are more than you think you are to him you are more than your mistakes and your fears and your hurt and pain and anger and anything that you think makes you think that you aren't so you've made a decision in your past that has changed your future and you think that you're in a space where life has you by the neck god is not through with you yet whatever it is that has made you think or believe that you're finished indeed god is your refuge and you are not forgotten 
Before we end the podcast, I'd love to say a prayer with you and for you. But before such, for the next 60 seconds, you and God have an intentional moment and talk, and then I'll pray. Psalm 142. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see. There is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord, I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. Dear Lord, we say thank you for your kindness in this life. We say thank you for who you are. And according to Psalm 113, that you bend down your ear and you listen to your children. And right now, Lord, I'm with your son and daughter, king and queen, heir and heiress to a promise you promised so long ago that indeed we are not forgotten. And Lord, right now we spent an intentional moment of trying to find what it is the enemy has brought to our doorstep. A lie he's put in our heart. An illusion he's placed us in. And God, I'm asking that you reveal to us the illusions in this life. And that we rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ and that you uplift our head from them, God. Many of us are dealing with an illusion that we are no more than our mistakes and our pain. We're no more than the life of singlehood. We're no more than the life of isolation. We're no more than the life of forgottenness and bitterment. We're no more than our anxiety, our depression, our output, our outcome in this life. God, I'm asking that you open the doors of heaven on our behalf that you put a benediction in our life god that you uphold our cause god and uplift our head the enemy has brought to our attention that all this is in front of us 
all that we're doing is hopeless. God, are you not the same God who opened the Red Sea for your people? Who protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? God, is this not the same God who said, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Seek and you shall find. God, right now we are knocking, asking that you do wonders on our behalf. Lord, do so now. I pray this, please. And I'm nothing. I'm no one, God. I'm ignorant, small, and arrogant. I'm nothing, God. But you are everything. So I'm asking, God, please give us something and reassure us that indeed you are in our favor. Allow us to find these illusions and to address them with the reality and the faith that we're in God's hands. And that's a great place to be. Lord, may you uplift our head, uplift our cause. I pray for anyone who's dealing with a sickness, a, an illness, some bad news, foreclosure, death, grief, widowhood, marital complications, relationship complications, job complications, suicidal thoughts, identity complications, peer pressure, work situations. I'm praying for somebody who's on a journey asking that you intercede on their behalf. We're asking our high priest Melchizedek to do what it is you promised to us so long ago that is indeed that you are working on our cause. Holy Spirit, I'm asking to anybody who's dealing with a heartache, Lord, open doors for them right now, God. Add healing to their situation right now, God. Intercede for us, God. Do wonders for us, Lord. We say we love you. We say we thank you. May your name be praised both now and forevermore. And Lord, if there's any part of a prayer, part of a moment that I am missing, God, I'm asking. Someone dealing with vulnerability. Someone dealing with mental health. God, I'm asking that you protect the integrity of your promise to this individual. Lord, I pray this, please. I pray this, please. Your name be praised both now and forevermore from the rising of the sun to the place where it says, and I ask on behalf of God's people, and I pray this for God's people. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious towards you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. MPG family, it's always a privilege and an honor. Until our next conversation or until God's return. Remember, your current situation is not your final destination, for God is a God of restoration. All right. Peace.